section eleven of orpheus in mayfair and other stories and sketches this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. reading by matt perard orpheus in mayfair and other stories and sketches by maurice baring section eleven edward second at berkeley castle by an eyewitness with apologies to mr h belloc the king had not slept for three nights he looked at his face in the muddy pool of water which had settled in the worn flagstones of his prison floor and noticed that his beard was of a week's growth beads of sweat stood on his forehead and his eyes were bloodshot in the room next door which was the canteen the soldiers were playing on a drum over the tall hills the dawn was ruffling the clouds there was a faint glimmer on the waters of the river the footsteps of the jailers were heard on the outer rampart at seven o'clock they brought the king a good dinner they allowed him burgundy from france and yellow mead and white bread baked in the ovens of the abbey although he was constrained to drink out of pewter and plates were forbidden him eustace his page timidly offered him music the king bade him sing the lay of the sussex lass which begins thus triumphant oh triumphant now she stands above my sussex and above my sea she stretches out her thin ulterior hands across the morning but the king to whom memories were portentous called for another song and used to sing a stave of that ballad which was made on the pyrenees and which is still unfinished for the modern world has no need of these things telling of how lord raymond drank in a little tent with charlemagne enormous through the morning the tall battalions run the men who fought with charlemagne are very dearly done the wine is dark beneath the night the stars are in the sky the hammer's in the blacksmith's hand in case he wants to try we'll ride to font arabia we'll storm the stubborn wall and i call and uriel and his seraphim are hammering a shield and twice along the valley has the horn of roland pealed and cleopatra on the nile is salt in brittany and lancelot in camelot and drake upon the sea and behind the young republic are the fellows with the flag and i brag the king listlessly opened his eyes and said that he had no stomach for such song and from the next door came the mutter of the drums for on that night which was candlemas thursday or as we should now call it friday the jailers were keeping holiday and drinking english beer brewed in sussex for the beer of west england was not to their liking as any one who has walked down the old roman road through daglingworth brimsfield and birdlip towards cardigan on a warm summer's day can know for a man may tramp that road and stop and ask for drink at an inn and receive nothing but imperialist whisky and drinks that annoy rather than satisfy the great thirst of a christian outside a little breeze had crept out of the west the morning star was paling over the quantock hills and the king was mortally weary this day three years ago he thought 
i was spurred and harnessed for the lists in a tunic of mail with an emerald on my shoulder-strap and i was tilting with my lord of clermont before queen isabella of france the birds were singing in terrain and the sun was beating on the lists and the minstrels of valet d'om were chanting the song of the men who died for the faith when they stormed jerusalem what is the lilt of that song said the king which the singers of val sang and eustace pondered for his memory was weak and he was overwrought by nights of watching and days of vigilance but presently he touched his strings and sang the captains came from normandy in clamorous ships across the sea and from the trees in gascony the masts were cloven tall and free and turpin swung the helm and sang and stars like all the bells at brie from cloudy steeples rang the rotten leaves are whirling down dishevelled from september's crown the emperors have left the town the weald of sussex burnt and brown is trampled by the kings and harmouth gallops up the down and as he rides he sings he sings of battles and of wine of boats that leap the bellowing brine of april eyes that smile and shine of raymond and lord catiline and carthage by the sea of saints and of the muses nine that dwell in gascony and to the king as he heard this stave came visions of his youth of how he had galloped from woodstock to stonesfield on a night of june within eleven hours with a company of minstrels and of how during that long feast at arundel he made a song in the vernacular in praise of saint anselm and he remembered that he owed a candle to that saint for he had vowed that if the wife of westermain should meet him after the tournament he would burn a tall candle at canterbury before michaelmas but this had escaped his mind for it had been tossed hither and thither during days of conflict which had come later and he was not loath to believe that the neglect of this service and the idle vow had been cornerstone of his misfortunes and had helped to bring about his miserable plight while these threads of memory glimmered in his mind the small tallow rushlight which lit the dungeon flickered and went out the chapel clock struck six the king made a gesture which meant that the time of music was over and eustace went back to the canteen where the men of the guard were playing at dice by the light of smoky rushlights the king lay down on his wooden pallet whose linen was delicate and of lawn embroidered with his own cipher and crown the pillow which was stuffed with scented rushes was delicious to the cheek and yielding all that night in london queen isabella had been waiting for the news from france a storm was blowing across the channel and the ships their pilots were germans and bungled in reading the stars making for the port turned back towards dunkirk it was a storm such as if you are in a small boat turns you back from brawty ferry to the goodwin sands the queen who took counsel of no one was in two minds as to her daring deed and her hostage trembled in an uncertain grasp in saxony the banished favourites talked wildly cursing the councils of london but saxony was heedless and unmoved and pierce gaveston spoke heated words in vain the king 
who was in that lethargic state of slumber between sleep and waking heard a shuffle of steps beyond the door a cold sweat broke once more on his forehead and he waved his left hand listlessly outside the sun had risen and a broad daylight flooded the wet meadows and the brimming tide of the southern catching the sails of the boats that were heeling and trembling on the ripple of the water which was stirred by the south wind the king looked towards the window with weariness expecting as far as his lethargy allowed the advent of another monotonous day the door opened the faces he saw by the jailer's torch were not those he expected the king i say looked towards them and his hands trembled and the moisture on them glistened they were dark and one of them was concealed by a silken mask three men entered the dungeon in the hands of the foremost of the three glowed a red-hot iron which was to be the manner of his doom End of section eleven